Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the treatment room. I'm your host, Tessa Zali. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today, and I feel like I can barely get my words out. I'm so excited. I have decided to start something new and fresh on the podcast. It is a series called Behind the Brand. I had the idea to start this series because so often I feel like sometimes our education and our exposure to brands is a little bit limited and sometimes we only gain awareness about brands from what we see on Instagram. And I think there's so much more to brands and I so often get the question, what line do you carry? What line should I carry? So my idea was to expose more estheticians to what is available on the clinical skincare market what makes each brand unique, what is the technology behind each brand, and I really think there's just so much more to learn. So I'm really excited about this. I hope you guys are too. Let me know what you think of it. Today's episode is going to be focused around one of my favorite brands, Neova Smart Skincare. I actually learned about Neova in esthetician school from one of my mentors, Michelle Phelan, who spoke so highly of Neova's patented technology and research. They have really developed some groundbreaking information around DNA repair enzymes and copper peptides. So I'm so excited to learn more about Neova today. This episode is also going to be focused on skincare technology. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff, including photo aging, DNA repair enzymes, the value of tinted sunscreens and SPF, serums, blue light, and so much more. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Neova's Director of Brand Education, Kate Riley. Hi, Kate. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, Tess. I'm really pleased to be here. Yeah, we're so happy to have you and learn more about Neova. To get started, Kate, I'd love to hear a little bit about your background and how you came into this role as Neova's Director of Brand Education. Well, that's a good question, Tess. It's been a it's been a long road. I uh, first got my esthetician's license in 1991. So this year marks 30 years of being an esthetician. And that time has just really flown by. And over that time, I have worked in a number of different practices. I've had my own skincare practice. And for 10 years, I was co-owner and uh, director of an aesthetic school. So I got to start from the very beginning with a lot of estheticians. And when we closed down our school back in 2009, uh, I was asked by one of our suppliers if I would be interested in educating for them since I was no longer educating for the school. 
And over time, that company also became involved with Neova. So I've been working with Neova since 2012 and fell in love with the skincare brand immediately. And so I've been working with Neova since then. And my job is to educate people about the products, about the technologies, and about skin in general. So that's what I do every day. I love that. We got so lucky to have you. It's, it sounds like you're so passionate about education, and that really is the foundation of our show here. So yeah, so, so excited to have you, Kate. What was it about aesthetics that initially attracted you? I had a I had a job when I first got out of college that dealt with skincare and makeup. And I found it absolutely fascinating. And about the same time, my younger brother uh, was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And the treatments that he was going through caused horrendous cystic acne on his skin. And what I learned from him was that he was far more worried about his skin than he was worried about his general health. And I realized how much of an impact our outside has on our inside and really realized how much of an impact we could have as estheticians in not only improving the health of someone's skin, but also contributing to their self-esteem. So I dug right into it and decided it was time for me to learn more and to share more. Amazing. I love that. It's always so interesting to hear how estheticians find this whole realm because there usually is, you know, something that's even a little bit emotional that draws us to the industry. And sometimes it's wanting to help ourselves or or somebody close to us, but usually there's some meaning there. Oh, of course. Yes. And I love that we're talking to you, Kate, because I think there are so many opportunities available to estheticians. It's not always just working in the treatment room. So really cool to hear about what you do. And and yeah, I'm excited to dive more into the brand itself. What would you say is behind Neova? What makes it unique and and differentiates it from other brands? Well, Neova has always had its primary focus on the repair and prevention of photo damage. And when the line was introduced in 1998, that was a very, very new concept. And it's a passion that we've had ever since the very beginning. And it's been really important to us to work with the research that allows us to make improvements in photo damage and the health of the skin. So Neova is a research-based company that makes fabulous skincare. Very, very fabulous. I've had the pleasure of trying a lot of your goodies and I love them (laughs) so, so much. The quality really Yes, we sure do. The quality is just like, it really speaks for itself. So Kate, you mentioned photo aging. If somebody's Mm -hmm. listening and they don't necessarily know what that is, what is photo aging? Well, photo aging is the visible signs of 
what we know as photo damage. And photo damage is defined as damage to the skin that's caused by exposure to the sun or ultraviolet light. So what we see on our skins has very much to do with how much exposure we've had over time to ultraviolet light. And studies have shown that up to 90% of what we perceive as aging on our skins is actually photoaging. So it's truly important to deal with photoaging when we're trying to have a skin that is healthier, that feels better and looks better. It's a good time to be talking about this because, of course, there's sun damage we accumulate every day, but we're definitely in the summer season when people are going on vacations and thinking about tanning, but you're saying that really adds up to the damage we see that presents as aging and, and maturing skin. Oh, absolutely. It is, uh, it's the key factor in that. And really, it was some of our initial scientists working with the Neova brand that put forth the, the idea that it wasn't just genetics that decided how good our skin looked and acted as we aged, but it had to do with the damage that occurs from the environment. Uh, when I became an esthetician, it was thought that it was about 50-50. Half of what we saw had to do with our genetics. The other half had to do with external causes. And we now know that up to 90% of what we see is actually from those external causes and primarily from UV damage. That's so interesting. I think that really explains how sunscreen has become so prevalent. And we now know it's something you must put on your skin every day. But yeah, even growing up myself, that wasn't the case. We really thought of sunscreen as something you wear when you're going to the beach or like playing in a, a soccer game. But we we never thought about, you know, how that damage that's occurring really accumulates. Well, I'm very fortunate to have inherited my father's Irish skin, which burns very easily. So I've always been extremely cautious about my sun exposure. And it's a good thing because when I was growing up, we really didn't have an effective sunscreen that we could use. So it's not just a matter of preventing exposure because we're certainly not going to hide in a closet, particularly when the weather is really beautiful out there. Um, it's also about working to repair that damage. And Again, when I first became an esthetician, we were told you could do things to prevent further damage from the sun, but there really was nothing that you could do to repair the damage that had already been done. And we know that that's not truly the case. Our body actually works to repair ultraviolet damage, but over time and with repeated exposure, that repair mechanism is less effective and less efficient. So there are ingredients and products that can be used not only to prevent further UV damage, but also to repair previous damage, which really sounds like science fiction, but it's absolutely yeah. true. No, that is that is really quite the concept that we can wear a sunscreen that's not just protecting us, but it's also 
repairing our skin at the same Uh time. So Kate, maybe you can talk to us about that technology. I know you guys have something called DNA repair enzymes in your products. What are the benefits of these enzymes? Uh, The DNA repair enzymes um, were discovered a number of years ago. And the foundation research was done because several scientists realized that there had to be a way that organisms repaired damage to the DNA or we couldn't survive. And over time, they found a number of those repair mechanisms and enzymes that were associated with that repair. And three of those were of particular interest to us because they have to do with uh, UV damage to the skin. Two of those our skins already produce. Uh, The third one we borrow from a plankton extract, but the three of them really work to allow the skin to repair damage that has occurred from ultraviolet light. So it's it's a fascinating concept because we are introducing to the skin at a topical level an ingredient that can penetrate to the base layer of the epidermis where that damage occurs. And that delivery system is key with these DNA repair enzymes. And that is a liposome encapsulation. The enzymes are put into a liposome, which is ionically charged and is drawn to the site of the damage where the liposome then releases these enzymes into the skin cell where they can assist in repairing that UV damage. This is a part of Neova's technology that does it exist across the board? Is it in certain products like a sunscreen? You'll find two out of the three DNA repair enzymes in our sunscreen. There is a key product called DNA Total Repair that has all three of the DNA repair enzymes. It's a serum that we recommend goes on the skin 24 hours a day, so used in the morning and used at night, to provide the skin with the enzymes that it needs to facilitate this repair. You'll also find DNA repair enzymes in all of our moisturizing products. So it continues to provide that support um, throughout the day and throughout the evening. We also work with another technology called the copper peptide complex. Uh, Works in a very, very different way, but it really helps the skin in healing any damage that has occurred, including UV and environmental damage. So, so interesting. Yeah, Michelle Phelan, one of my mentors, has always talked about these copper peptides. Could you talk Mm -hmm. more about the benefit of peptides and what they do for the skin Sure. Maybe aesthetically and beyond. Sure. Well, we know that that peptides are an integral part of our entire our entire body. The particular peptide that we're talking about here is referred to as the GHK copper uh, peptide complex, and GHK is a peptide that is a uh, it holds onto the copper molecule. And this is how copper is moved around within the body. Uh, Copper is an essential nutrient that the body needs and is fundamental to most processes within the body. Fortunately, we get sufficient copper through our diet. 
However, when it comes to the skin, we know that our skins are the last place that these nutrients go to. So applying this copper peptide complex to the surface of the skin allows the skin to have the copper that it needs for its functioning, particularly when it comes to wound healing. And when the copper peptide complex was discovered, its first uses truly were in wound healing, and it continues to be integral to um, working with the skin post-procedure on a daily basis. And we know that copper helps with stimulating collagen regeneration. It helps with uh, promoting superoxide dismutase, which is uh, an antioxidant the body produces. It's also very helpful in the healthy formation of blood vessels. So having sufficient copper both internally and topically really does make a difference in the health of the skin. Yeah, sounds like something we all probably want to get our hands on. I'm curious, Kate, because, okay, copper peptides obviously sounds incredible for the skin. This, I could be wrong, but I feel like I don't see that ingredient super often in other Uh skincare brands. Would you Uh say there's a reason for that? You know, this particular peptide was one that was um, discovered quite early on, and there was a lot of buzz about that ingredient when it first came out. But as with so many other things, ingredients come and go as far mm. as uh, our interest in them. We're always looking for something new. We're always looking for something exciting that we haven't seen before. And the copper peptide complex sort of... Um, disappeared a little bit. Uh, There are brands that that do utilize the copper peptide complex and very effectively. It's been truly a core technology for the Neova brand since its very beginning. And we feel Mm -hmm. that it is integral to skin health, but you certainly will find it in a number of uh, different products across the board. I don't believe there's another brand that has quite the, the dedication to the copper peptide complex that you find with Neova. Yes. And I don't know too much about the whole patent world, but maybe you could educate me on which ones Neova has and why that's kind of a driving force behind the brand. Mm -hmm. Well, we currently have seven active patents on the copper peptide complex, um, mentioning patents. And most of the time when we're talking about skincare, we're talking about patented ingredients, whether it's a single ingredient or a blend of ingredients that um, go into products. And the U.S. Patent Office issues patents based on the fact that a particular material or device or um, innovation is really important and unique. Uh, One of the unique things about the Neova brand is above and beyond our patents on the copper peptide complex, we also have patents on quite a few of our formulations. This is relatively rare from the patent office, but it assures that uh, these products cannot be readily copied. So someone can't say, oh, we have a sunscreen that's just like Neova's. And that patent protection has to do with the fact that these formulations have demonstrated a unique ability to treat sun-damaged skin at a cellular level. 
So those patents are truly important to us. You'll find them in all of our moisturizers in what we call our DNA cofactor technology, which is the combination of the copper peptide complex and a DNA repair enzyme. And you'll also find it in our DNA damage control sunscreens which contain two of those DNA repair enzymes as well. So we're very proud of uh, the patents and that it really does show uh, the unique ability that Neova has in repairing and preventing photo damage. Absolutely. So when it comes to offices that carry Neova and the types of treatments where Mm -hmm. it's being incorporated, what kinds of professionals are using Neova and what is it being used to treat? Well, there are, you'll find the Neova products primarily in a skin-focused medical practice, dermatologists, plastic surgeons, uh, medical spas. And of course, there's a wide range of procedures that are done within those offices. We do have a part of the line that is our post-procedure product line, and that is really designed to help the skin recover and heal most effectively Mm -hmm. and efficiently after these procedures. And that really focuses on the copper peptide complex in there, Uh, whether it's an ablative procedure, uh, like a laser or a Fraxel, or it's a non-ablative procedure, like a chemical peel, an IPL, a BBL, Um, a non-ablative laser, the copper peptide complex is really integral to helping that skin recover and heal. Above and beyond the post-procedure line, there is a line of products that patients would use on an everyday basis. Cleansers, your moisturizers, exfoliants, masks, sunscreens that are really your day in, day out, 24-hour-a-day products. So it's kind of a continuation of what's been happening in the professional office that the patient can take home and utilize and also prepare their skin for some of those professional procedures as well. I want to hear about some of your favorites, Kate, products that you love or you see doing a really incredible job in terms of transforming the skin. Mm-hmm. Of course, I probably would have to start with DNA Total Repair. It is a a lotion serum that contains all three of the DNA repair enzymes. Um, One is an enzyme called photolyase, which immediately reverses photo damage as it's occurring. Um, It's a light-activated enzyme, and within nanoseconds, it reverses the damage in the skin's DNA. The second enzyme is one called UV endonuclease, and our skin produces it, and it has only one function within the body, and that is to identify and remove the damage that's caused by UV exposure and to allow the cell to replenish and renew that DNA strand before it replicates. The third one identifies identifies oxidative damage within the skin both in the cell's nucleus and in the cell's mitochondria. So we're dealing with all kinds of damage that have occurred from UV exposure and environmental exposure. And that used 24 hours a day makes a profound difference because when you can repair the damage 
that's been caused by ultraviolet light, you start to see the signs of that damage diminish, whether it's mm -hmm. fine lines and wrinkles, hyperpigmentation, um, impaired skin tone and texture, impaired barrier function. If you can repair the things that cause that, you can see improvement in that. So that would be my first favorite product. Mm -hmm. My second one is a serum called Power Defense. And this is a gel serum with the copper peptide complex in it. And you can tell the high level of copper peptides because it's a brilliant cobalt blue, which is a color of those copper peptides. So the Power Defense gives me um, a 24-hour shot, as it were, of the copper peptide complex, which helps to stimulate collagen regeneration, which helps with the antioxidant uh, makeup within the skin. And there's also a tetrapeptide in Power Defense that works to support the uh, materials that provide a healthy barrier function for the skin. So mm -hmm. what we see at, in fine lines and deeper wrinkles, what we see in skin slackness is a breakdown in the collagen, the elastin, and the dermal epidermal junction. So Power Defense provides nutrients that support all of that. So those would be my two favorite serums. And then my favorite sunscreen is the Silk Shear, which oh, is so a good. tinted um, photo finish sunscreen. It's an SPF 40 um, mineral-based sunscreen with a chemical booster. Both of the, D two of the DNA repair enzymes, um, ergothionine as a super effective antioxidant, because we know we need an antioxidant when we're using a sunscreen. Um, mm -hmm. And it also has a universal tint and a soft finish on the skin. So those would be my three favorite ones, but I got a lot of favorites in the group. <laughs> it's like choosing a favorite child. I'm sure that was Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sunscreen is so beautiful. It just glides on. It looks so natural. And yeah, you are, you are definitely protected with that. You said so many interesting things, Kate, I want to kind of circle back to. One thing you said was we need an antioxidant with our sunscreen. Could you explain this is? Well, a lot of the damage that occurs with exposure to ultraviolet light has to do with the creation of free radicals or reactive oxygen species within the skin. Mm -hmm. And the only way that we can deal with that, um, those, that free radical damage is through the use of antioxidants or through the use of the enzyme that identifies that oxidative damage and removes it. And studies have shown for many years that a sunscreen works more effectively at minimizing burning uh, if it contains an antioxidant in it. One thing you said was we naturally have enzymes. I don't know if, if everybody listening understands that. What, what is actually going on in our skin where we have our own enzymes? Enzymes are a material that facilitate activity within the body. And our body has countless enzymes that are working with, you know, when we, when we take in food, we turn that into nutrition for the body. Uh, just general functioning of everything that's going on, enzymes are key to that. The two enzymes that I talked about that we utilize that are active in the skin are part of the repair complex of our bodies for skins damaged. 
the uvanucleus really deals with repairing damage from ultraviolet light going in and it's a it's a process called nucleotide excision repair when the uv light strikes the dna it causes the dna strand that double helix to separate and instead of going back into its normal position where these nucleotides attach across this band, they attach to like next to one another and it forms a bulge on the DNA and doesn't allow the DNA to perfectly replicate in the way that it needs to, to give us a new healthy skin cell. So this enzyme is triggered by the damage and says there is damage, we need to get rid of it. So it goes in and it cuts out a string of um, the DNA surrounding this damage and discards it and allows that cell to repair itself, to repair the DNA. The Mm -hmm. second one, which we also produce, is called OGG1 glycosylase, and it has to do with repairing oxidative damage within the cell. And again, we have that repair mechanism. It works on an ongoing basis, but again, with time and with repeated exposure, it becomes less effective, less efficient. So we can supplement with it topically, and we know that these enzymes will reach the site of the damage because studies have shown that. So, I mean, we talk about enzymes in skincare, usually from the standpoint of something um, like a, a proteolytic enzyme that breaks Mm -hmm. down proteins for an effective but gentle exfoliation on the surface of the skin. Um, Things like papayan and bromelain, they're active in facilitating that um, exfoliation. So we think of enzymes in that way, but our bodies produce a tremendous number of enzymes that allow things to function within the body. So, so interesting. And when, when we're talking about repairing damage within the cells. Are we talking mm-hmm. about repairing damage that that would, you know, just produce aesthetic change? Or are we potentially talking about damage that could be cancer causing, for example? When we're talking about repair at a cellular level, one of the things that's truly important is to do as much as possible for that cell to replicate perfectly rather than with changes that we know as mutations. Mutations in a cell mean that it is not replicating as it should be and something is not quite right. The more repair that can be done before that cell replicates, the better chance we have of that being a perfect healthy cell that does not have any mutations. So our body has ways of repairing that damage. However, if it can't all be repaired, that's when we start seeing different changes on the skin that may eventually lead to um, skin cancer. When you talked about your SPF and having a mineral base with a chemical filter, what is the benefit Mm -hmm. there? Because I think there's definitely a little gap in understanding of sunscreens. People who aren't in the skincare world might just hear, I should only use 
mineral protection or mm-hmm. chemical is better because it's only, you know, it's it's going to provide a more seamless application. What's the deal there with chemical filters and what would be the benefit of having two kinds? Well, we have the two kinds and the benefit of having the two kinds is they work very differently. Your mineral or inorganic screening agents like zinc oxide and titanium dioxide work to reflect ultraviolet light, kind of like an umbrella. Uh, They will reflect it off so that it does not get absorbed into the skin. But that's not perfect. No sunscreening agent is perfect and something is always going to get through because no sunscreen is 100% effective. The benefit of having a chemical booster or or an organic booster to that is that anything that's made it through that physical screen can be absorbed by that mm-hmm. organic filter, uh, which converts that UV radiation into heat. So the combination of the two does tend to give a better, more complete protection than using one or the other on its own. I know that with all the information that's out there, one of the things that Um, I have read is that with the mineral-only sunscreens, they may not give as effective a UV screen as some of your chemical filters do. Um, And it's important to do as much as you possibly can to minimize how much of that UV radiation gets into the skin. So we've chosen to use a combination of the two different kinds for that, but it's also why we include two of those DNA repair enzymes in there because Mm -hmm. nothing is 100% effective. So when that UV radiation does make it past your sunscreening agents, you have those enzymes there to reverse and repair the damage that can occur. Okay, makes sense. I feel like that is kind of some unique information. I don't hear that super often. So thank you for sharing. So another question I wanted to ask was in regards to there being so many sunscreens on the market and there even being like a little bit of controversy in the skincare sunscreen world regarding the actual efficacy of of Uh sunscreens. Uh Do you have any advice you would give when it comes to choosing a quote unquote good or just like an effective sunscreen that's going to honestly live up to what it claims on the label. Well, and I know we've seen, we've seen some information on that. I know a very recent consumer reports had uh, talked about that and how many of the sunscreens that they tested did not meet their stated SPF. And, you know, there are any number of reasons why that can occur. Um, One of them has to do with application. And it's truly important to use a sufficient amount of a sunscreen to get to that stated SPF. And it's more than most people think we need on that. Mm. Um, I mean, we've heard from the American Academy of Dermatology that if you're doing the entire body, it takes between an ounce and an ounce and a half of sunscreen to effectively provide the protection that you need for your entire body. Which would mean if you're going and spending a weekend uh, at the beach 
or at the pool, you could very easily go through an eight ounce sunscreen in a weekend. Mm -hmm. And most people do not go through that much sunscreen Mm -hmm. to do that. The other thing is that we don't always have the best application technique either. I saw a very interesting video that came out of um, that came out of England a number of years ago, and they stopped people on the street and had them apply sunscreen to their face, and they showed it in regular light and also under a woods lamp type light, uh-huh. and it was amazing how few of those people got their sunscreen everywhere it needed to be. So I think application is is a key to that. The other Mm -hmm. thing that can really help with assuring that you're getting the protection that you really want and need is to go with a sun protection factor that is actually higher than what you're looking for. So for example, the American Academy of Dermatology recommends that we wear on a daily basis an SPF 30. Um, Our DNA damage control sunscreens run between an SPF 40 and a 44. So if you're concerned that maybe you're not getting all of the protection that you need, go with a higher level of, um, of an SPF. Also realizing that SPF only refers to the protection that you get from UVB radiation. UVA radiation, what we call the aging rays, uh, does not have a similar type of scale with that, but you always need to be looking for something that says it is broad spectrum. Okay. You heard it here first. (laughs) So Kate, when it comes to, I'd love to know more about your sunscreen routine and your application tips. What is a day in your life like with applying your sunscreen? Let's maybe talk about a day when you're just going to the office and then Uh a day you'd be on vacation or in the sun, or maybe you wouldn't do that, but I'd love to hear more about your real world application. Oh, I'm all about vacation. So that's fine. (laughs) Okay. Um, It depends on what I'm doing in the morning. There are some mornings when I get up, I get out of bed and I run out of the house because I have to do something. And in that Mm -hmm. case, I will be throwing on my sunscreen. My favorite sunscreen for that is one that we call every day because it's lightly moisturizing. And I'll put Mm -hmm. that on all over. And if I I don't feel like I've got too much on, I need to put a little bit more on because I always feel like I need to feel like there's too much (laughs) or I'm not getting enough. Yeah. On a morning when I have a little bit of time or after I've been out for that run in the morning is I'll come in. I'll wash my face, I'll do my DNA total repair, my power defense, I'll put on my moisturizer, and I'll put on my sunscreen. It's usually the silk sheer for my face, and I'll use the everyday for hands and arms. If I'm going to be just going to the office um, or you know running an errand here or there, that generally will pretty much take care of me for the day. If, however, I'm on vacation, I'm going out for a hike, um, I'm going to the lake, I'm going out biking, something like that, I pack my sunscreen with me because I follow the AAD recommendations that say if I've had 80 minutes of either water or perspiration exposure, or I've been in the water, um, or every two hours, I need to reapply my sunscreen. And again, 
I feel like I need to put on more than what I think I should to make sure that I have the amount that, that I really do need. And mm-hmm. so many people feel that they don't need to wear it if they're going to be indoors. But I like to remind people that daylight is sunlight. So if you're exposed to daylight, you're being exposed to ultraviolet radiation. So even that incidental exposure, driving to work, an errand at lunchtime, sitting next to a window, sitting under fluorescent lights, you're getting some UV exposure. So why not protect your skin? Yes. Why not? Just make it part of your morning routine. Do it every day. And you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like brushing your teeth. It has to do with the health of your skin. And I don't think there's any of us that, that decide, well, gee, am I, or am I not going to brush my teeth now? We just do it because it's something that we do for the health of our teeth. And my sunscreens become the same thing. There's never a day when I say, hmm, should I or shouldn't I wear my sunscreen? It's just part of my everyday routine. Yes. Make it part of your routine. I love that tip yep. about pack it with you if you if you leave the house or if you're going on a hike, mm-hmm. just have it with you. It's it's better to just reapply if you're in doubt about should I put it on again? The answer is mm-hmm. probably should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things that I love about the Neova sunscreens is that they don't feel like a sunscreen. They don't feel sticky or greasy. No. They just feel like a lightweight product, uh, a lightweight moisturizer, a lightweight primer, something that would you would put on your skin because you like the feel of it too. So that's really yes. helpful. Yes. No, that's important. If you don't like the sunscreen, you're not going to want to wear it. If it's thick and greasy and it's peeling off and it's not enjoyable, you won't wear it. But we're so lucky that there are so many beautiful sunscreens. If you haven't found a sunscreen you like, I promise there is one out there for you. Kate, a question I get that is related to what you were talking about is the blue light thing. Is that something that's really affecting our skin if we're on our phones in front of our computer? What's the deal with blue light and why is sunscreen important? Well, one of the things that is important to remember is that light energy of all kinds uh, affects the body. It just it just happens. It's one of the reasons why using um, LED for a treatment or why using some other forms of light energy are effective in treating the skin is because they do affect the way the body works. So we need to remember that. Blue mm-hmm. light is one that we've become a lot more aware of lately because of how much time we do spend in front of a screen, whether it is a phone or, I mean, I'm sitting in front of my computer screen right now. So yes, I'm being exposed to that. And we've become much, much more aware of it. The good news is that there are certainly ways that we can help to mitigate that damage. Um, First and foremost, obviously, our sunscreens, particularly sunscreens that have a mineral base to them, are reflecting a large proportion of that light. That's mm-hmm. just what they do, is they reflect they reflect that light. The other thing is that most of the damage that we see coming from blue light to the skin has to do with the creation of free radicals and reactive oxygen species. So that's where having an antioxidant becomes extremely important. And also 
the OGG1 glycosylase enzyme that's in our products deals with that oxidative damage as well. So if you're going to be in front of blue light, um, whether it is your computer, your phone, being out in daylight, making sure that, that you are doing the things that you need to do. And if you're following good sun sense, that's a good start mm-hmm. to it. And then also the antioxidant piece of it is really, really important. Okay. That's so interesting. I would love to see some kind of study in years to come. You know how there's the the classic photo of the truck driver with, mm-hmm. whose one side of his face was protected. I'd love to yep. see a study with twins. One mm-hmm. wears their sunscreen with in front of their cell phone and their computer and one doesn't. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be interesting. Well, we know what happens at a cellular level because there have been studies to show that. However, a a picture, as they say, is worth a thousand words. Mm -hmm. Um, So yes, it would be nice if you could could see that. Um, One of the tools that we have as estheticians that's really very, very helpful is the Woods Lamp. And it allows us to see what's happening below the surface of the skin. And it is amazing at how much you can see uh, that is not necessarily visible at the surface or has not risen to be visible at the surface. Uh, And we can see the damage that occurs from UV light. And we've all seen it and we've all been horrified by Mm -hmm. it on our own face. Yes, But you can also see in studies how the use of certain products actually can minimize what we see in the form of that damage. We had a, uh, a study done quite a few years ago that incorporated the DNA repair enzymes in there. And it was amazing using the Vizia imaging technology, um, how much improvement we saw, not only at the surface of the skin with improvement in fine lines, skin texture, those things, but also the improvement in the number of those UV spots that we only see under a woods lamp. So there are ways of showing some of that damage. Um, I don't think we have anything at this point that's that quite that um, visibly dramatic dealing with blue light. Are enzymes in sunscreen, is that becoming something that's going to become more commonplace? I feel like this idea of repairing while we protect, it seems mm-hmm. like it would be more popular. Is that something that is only found with Neova? I think you're going to be seeing more of that because there are some profound studies that show a tremendous improvement by incorporating a DNA repair enzyme in there. There's one study in particular that focuses just on the photolyase enzyme. And the result of it was that this wearing sun protection diminished the damage by about 62%. But when you added in the photolyase enzyme, it diminished that damage by about 93%. So bottom line, as far as I'm concerned, is sunscreen mm-hmm. is not enough. And I think you're going to be seeing more use of the DNA repair enzymes um, in some sunscreens. Uh, we just happen to believe that the combination that we have in Neova really does make the most difference. What about when it comes to a tinted sunscreen versus non-tinted? Is there Mm -hmm. any reason aside from aesthetics 
that we would opt for color in our sunscreen versus not. Color in the sunscreen often helps to um, soften that whitish effect that we get from some of our minerals, particularly titanium dioxide. So it's a way of mitigating that. However, we, we also know that the iron oxides that are often the tinting agent in those uh, products is also very helpful in mitigating the damage from blue light. And then there are people who just like having that little bit of color or that little bit of a, a veil on the surface of the skin that gives it a more even look. So yeah, that is the aesthetics of it. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, if it gets people to wear more sunscreen, I'm all for it. Oh yeah. I feel like sunscreen as makeup has just become my thing. I don't want to put on a typical foundation. I just want to mm-hmm. be protected. And, and if I can get a little tint out of it, that's great too. And if it makes somebody else want to wear their sunscreen or look forward to it, mm-hmm. so much the better. Well, amazing, Kate. This was so wonderful to talk all about sun protection and really get into the science of it. Is there anything you feel like we missed that you would want listeners to know about Neova? I think that Neova is probably one of the best kept skincare secrets out there. And we're tired of being a secret. We want everybody to know about it. Uh, And as estheticians, it is truly remarkable that we have products that we can use and that we can provide to our patients and clients that can make a profound difference on the skin. Uh, And whether we're looking for something for our practices or we're just looking for something for ourselves, it's a a great time to start exploring what else is out there. Uh, Mm -hmm. The research has been profound in what can be done for the health of the skin. And Neova really likes to take advantage of that research and to bring to everyone uh, products that can really make make a difference in the skin. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's some fascinating um, clinical studies that are on our website that are readily available for anyone to go and look at that talk about the copper peptide complex and how it can be useful and the DNA repair enzymes and talking about sunscreens. The blog is very, very interesting about giving additional information. So I think that's a great place to start in learning a little bit more and reach out and let us know if we can provide you with some more information. Love it. So Kate, I was just actually looking at those clinical trials and I kind of want to emphasize like how important that is and, and why clinical trials are just so important as a provider and when you're looking for skincare, could you possibly touch on just clinical trials as a whole, why they're needed in skincare? Because I don't think that's part of every brand, but it seems like it should be. We should want our products that we're putting our our money towards to be proven to work. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, there are any number of different ways of going about it. There are, uh, there are studies that are really foundational research, like the, um, the, the research that was done to discover these enzymes 
that repair DNA damage. Um, it's, it's pretty dense reading when you're looking at that, <laughs> but then that always leads to further uh, studies in saying, okay, if this is what this ingredient does, what else can it do? Or how does it work? Or what do we see as a result? And so you're going to see more information about that. And then sometimes it comes down to what are referred to as white papers, which are, uh, which often will focus on a complete product and talk about the ingredients that are in there and what it will do and how it will work. So there's a lot of different levels of that. And then you'll find articles in your professional journals that will talk about any number of these things and very often will refer to clinical studies. So if there's something that you see that is intriguing, check out that footnoted uh, article or study and, and read it, read it more in depth. Um, I mean, the internet is a wonderful source of things as long as you can go to a, a trusted source for that. And the um, National Institutes of Health does have um, an amazing collection of studies of all kinds, and there's fascinating information there. Very cool. Okay. Kate, with all of your years of knowledge and professional experience in skincare and navigating this whole esthetician world, what's one piece of advice you would pass on to esthetician students listening or people who are just currently navigating the business? I think probably the most important thing is to never stop learning. The longer I have been in this industry and the more I have learned, the more I realize how much I don't know. And there's always, always something new to learn. So while we have experience and we have knowledge to fall back on, that's mm -hmm. truly important. But I think it's also important to make sure that we're constantly looking for new information and we are hungry to learn about our industry and about the tools that we have within the industry because our clients and patients are out there doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You never know what question you're going to get asked. I know. <laughs> You've got to stay on top of it. But no, I'm glad you said that, Kate, because that's even how I feel. I feel like as you're talking about some of the technology behind these enzymes, I feel like I don't know anything about that realm. But learning more is what really keeps this industry fun and mm -hmm. exciting. So, Oh, absolutely. Yes. That's really what our whole podcast is about here. And we really appreciate your time, all of your knowledge. You're welcome to come back. Thanks, Tess. This has been fun. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Could you tell us where we could find you on social media, Kate, or connect with Neova to learn more? Um, you can connect with Neova at neova.com. And um, you can reach me on email at K Riley, so that's K R I L E Y, at pharma, P H A R M A dash cosmetics.com. Beautiful. We'll put that in the show notes so 
people can find you, Kate. Thank you again for your time. I know it's super precious. So we appreciate having you. And thank you so much. I learned a lot. Ah, my pleasure. I hope we get to talk again. Yes, let's do it. Thank you guys for listening. I will talk to you in the next episode.